one-third of all grocery stores have closed in the last 25 years, leaving over 10% of Americans in areas that lack easy access to fresh food. On November 29th of last year, a U.S. Senate subcommittee held a hearing with the CEOs of Kroger and Albertson grocery store chains to examine implications of a proposed $24.6 billion merger between the supermarket giants. Here's Senator Amy Klobuchar, Democrat from Minnesota and chair of the subcommittee. Going into a drugstore or a gas station or even a fast food place is still not the same uh, as going into a regular grocery store. This has serious implications for health and safety, particularly for the over 6 million American children who don't have enough to eat. Back in 2015, the Albertsons chain acquired Safeway supermarkets. And Klobuchar cited that earlier acquisition as emblematic of failed policy. And she pointed to evidence that this earlier merger left communities with fewer grocery alternatives and fewer jobs. Here is a pretty sad tale. In less than a year, the grocery chain that bought a majority of these stores filed for bankruptcy. As a result, over 100 of the divested stores were closed for good and over 8,000 employees were laid off. My name is Carol McMillian. I am currently a grocery worker at King Supers uh, Kroger. I was also a grocery worker at Safeway and I am a proud UFCW Local 7 member and have been for almost 20 years. Carol remembers when Albertsons bought Safeway because the effect on her as a grocery worker was very personal. And today, as a member of the United Food and Commercial Workers Union, she's part of a coalition of labor organizations opposing the proposed Kroger-Albertson merger. Farmers unions are also part of the coalition. My name is Dan Waldvogel. I'm the director of Rocky Mountain Farmers Union. I also spent a majority of my career as a ranch worker. Dan and Carol talked with me about the reasons that they're working together to fight this merger. When you look at where we're at in the value chain, there's there's a lot of different points to access the market when it comes to farms, ranches. You know, for some folks, they're selling more directly to these grocers, you know, think fresh fruits and veggies. For other people, they might be selling more into commodity markets like the wheat farmer or the rancher. Regardless where that happens, a lot of times these businesses really don't have much control over the price that they get. Um, especially when they're only selling to maybe one or two buyers. As time goes on, we see less and less of the food dollar. You know, currently farmers and ranchers only receive about 14.3 cents of the food dollar, and that continues to uh, decrease. The other challenge is farmers, ranchers, ag workers, they all shop at these grocery stores too. So as the price for consumers goes up, um, a lot of these folks are really getting hit, uh, you know, on both sides. Carol, um, maybe you could also help make this concrete for us because I understand that you experienced the 2015 Albertson acquisition of Safeway. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience? Yes, I was a grocery worker there. They had people come in. They were like uh, temporary store managers. We called them terminators. They came in to determine what stores would open and what, what stores would stay open and what stores, which stores would close. It was quite a traumatic 
experience for the workers. I have to tell you, a lot of people were terminated for nonsense reasons. Um, it was just a really uh, horrendous experience. That merger between Albertsons and Safeway closed a lot of stores. I just feel like this merger would create a lot of food deserts, you know, in communities that really need stores that are accessible. You know, this merger, it's overreaching because the stores and the communities, I mean, I live in Aurora, Colorado. I live, you know, a few blocks from the store that I work at. It's a very accessible, convenient location for me. I also shop there. I'm a consumer as well. Kroger CEO promises store closures won't happen, but the necessity for two stores across the street from each other, you know, it's going to be outdated. This is going to affect the communities. It's going to affect the workers. It's going to uh, affect the small businesses surrounding those stores. A lot of those stores are anchors. It's so interesting that language you used, Carol, of the Terminators. Um, you know, not that that there was a sense that folks were coming in to to really help you to manage and and create and and serve the community, but rather simply to eliminate, right? But Dan, what is talk to me about? why farmers are connected to grocery workers in this context? Sort of what is this um, constellation of, of groups that are organized against this merger? Maybe it's a number of uh, uh, strange bedfellows, but I think as long as we can all share the sheets and work together to fight this, um, there's a lot that we can accomplish. Uh, you know, so far there's been a, a number of ag groups, farm worker groups, um, these labor unions, as well as, you know, some of the other watchdog groups that really fight for more competitive markets coming together on this. There's also been a great number of states attorneys general um, uh, looking into this as well, just because it is, you know, it's a big concern. Um, you know, in Colorado, um, not even counting uh, Albertsons, Kroger is the third largest employer. Uh, and in many of our communities, um, you know, they may control 70% or maybe even up to 100% of the grocery market. Uh, so the changes that, you know, might come forward could be, you know, very, very dramatic in a lot of ways. And, you know, I know for Rocky Mountain Farmers Union as well, you know, we were founded more than a century ago, you know, so family farmers could work together cooperatively to build a fair market. And even back then, you know, one of our major priorities was price parity. A farmer should be able to cover the cost of production and earn a modest income. And I think that, you know, we've learned a lot, especially through the pandemic, you know, when you're thinking of essential workers, the idea that if we can increase more income back to the farm gate, and then through worker-driven social responsibility models, really work to ensure that, you know, all stakeholders within those ag businesses are being compensated fairly, we have the opportunity to really build that solidarity and really create some important changes, you know, across the value chain. Stay right there. When we get back, we'll have more on resistance to the proposed merger between Kroger and Albertsons. It's The Takeaway. In October of last year, Kroger and Albertsons supermarket chains announced a proposed $24.6 billion mega merger. 
The United Food and Commercial Workers and Rocky Mountain Farm Workers Union are among a large coalition of unions opposing the action. Now, the takeaway reached out to Kroger for comment, and their response reads in part, quote, As we have in past mergers, we will hold ourselves accountable to our customer commitments. This includes investing $500 million to lower prices starting on day one post-close. And with Albertsons, we will also offer customers a broader selection of fresh products and expand our brand's portfolio to deliver more value without compromise. Now, you can read the full statement on our website at thetakeaway.org. Still with me are Carol McMillan, a current worker at King Super's Kroger, and David Waldvogel, who is director of Rocky Mountain Farmers Union. Well, basically, Melissa, uh, the, I believe the merger between Kroger and uh, Safeway would cause prices to go up. I know they're saying that they want to compete with other uh, food chains, but if they're dominating that market, you know, they, the sky's the limit as far as prices. And again, I, I believe that it will create closures in a lot of areas that are, uh, you know, tr- uh, transportationally challenged, you know, disabled. You know, these are community stores. And again, as I said earlier, these stores are, a lot of these stores are anchors for the communities. If these stores close where do these people go for their groceries? You know, we're talking about people that walk to the grocery store or they take an Uber or they drive a, a cab, you know, they take a cab to the grocery store. More of their hard earned money is going to go towards getting to that next further away grocery store. So, you know, that's less money to spend on nutritional, healthy food. And at that point, that food is no longer accessible. You know, it's not easily accessible. I mean, we're talking about food here. We're not talking about Taylor Swift tickets. You know, (laughs) I'm saying people need to be able to shop, you know, at their community grocery store, get nutritious, healthy, affordable, accessible food, you know, without a lot of drama. And, you know, I believe this merger is going to cause a lot of drama. Carol, I so appreciate it. It's just like, you know, when you put it that way, it just makes it so clear, right? Like we're not talking about the extras in life. We're talking about the things we must have. So Dan, can y'all win? You know, I sure hope so. You know, I think when we come together, um, you know, there's a great opportunity, um, you know, to to build a more fair system. You know, I couldn't agree with Carol more, um, you know, when it comes to the idea that um, individuals in these communities, you know, really are at higher risk of losing stores and access to food. You know, a number of our mountain communities, uh, you know, if if that grocery store closes or, you know, if even if it's the only option for those folks, you know, the other option might be 60 miles away over a mountain pass in Colorado. Uh, so it's these these really are pretty, you know, drastic issues. And I think that uh, more and more folks are listening. I want to end by asking both of you if there is um, one takeaway that you want to be certain folks who are listening and who might be affected by this merger, right, who maybe haven't even been paying close attention to it, but, you know, could find that it's harder for them to just simply put groceries in the refrigerator. Carol, do you have a final takeaway that you want folks to, to carry with them? 
Yes, Melissa, thank you. Uh, my final takeaway regarding the merger of Kroger and Albertsons is that it's not that we don't want these two food chains to uh, be successful. We do. I think, you know, the, the uh, issue of competition, you know, competitiveness, that's a big issue. I think once that competitiveness or that competition is gone, then that's when the problems begin with the prices being absorbent, you know, just because they can be, because they'll be pretty much the only game in town. So, you know, which, you know, I think people really should have a choice as far as where they buy their groceries. You know, I prefer King Supers. I work there, I shop there, you know, uh, the, the product is good and that's great. You know, I've bought some things from Safeway as well. Certain things I like, certain things I don't like. So it's about convenience, choice, accessibility, affordability. All of those issues are at risk if this merger between Albertsons and Kroger goes through. And same question for you here, Dan. Is there a final takeaway you want folks to have? Well, I think Carol just said it so well. <laughs> you know, so much of this is around um, choice and competition. I think it's so important for, uh, you know, to ensure that independent grocery stores are also, uh, you know, have a, a fair place in the market, you know, and that I think so many of the issues here, you know, small and mid-sized farms already struggle so much to access these markets. Um, you know, so much of this is based on scale. Um, there's exclusive kickbacks, um, for, and, you know, slotting fees and other challenges just to get your products on the on the shelf. Um, and I think that really does hurt the ability to have, you know, unique Colorado brands. You know, we have amazing Pueblo chilies and Rocky Ford melons and Palisade peaches, San Luis Valley potatoes. Um, but the more that we see the consolidation of the way that uh, farmers and ranchers are able to sell to these stores, the less opportunity there are to uh, showcase those and to bring back the, you know, that premium value that these products really deserve. Uh, so I think, you know, in so many ways, you know, we have the opportunity here uh, to start to reverse course a little bit. Uh, we've seen this consolidation happening, uh, you know, over the decades. And this is, you know, I think our first really big opportunity to kind of reverse course and start to create a more fair food system for, for everyone. Dan, you also just made me hungry as you All were right. talking about that local food. Yes. Dan, Carol, thank you both for taking the time and thank you for your work to bring more focus and light to this issue. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. It's an honor to be here. Thank you, Melissa. It's an honor for me as well.